All right, so once again, we're here at the QBIQ Podcast. I'm Chris Hicks and your host. And what we try to do here is bring you guys that are going to illuminate the idea of how to get better at football. Great stories about players and coaches and everything that changes the game or keeps the game as high character as it can. And not just here in the States. We're talking about Europe as well. So I can't wait to bring on this host or this guest. But before I do that, my co-host, Chet Walters, What's up, man? How you doing? What's going on, Chris? What's up? Well, it's cold, man. It's I, I don't know this this cold vortex that thing that scientific conversation of why it's cold. I don't know. I just know it feels cold. So hey, I try cold. to stay indoors as much as possible. Cold is a state of mind. There you go. It's perspective, man. We got to be right steel chamber in the in the uh, in the head, dude. Today we got a good one, man. Who do we have today? Man, you know we do this a lot. And, uh, and we're getting guys from private quarterback coaches to college coaches to high school coaches. And now we've got somebody that's kind of a mix of everything. And um, Will Powell, is, uh, he's the CEO of The Podium, and I'll let him describe it uh, later on. But uh, three-time all-conference player at South Dakota, University of South Dakota. And, um, you know, overall just global ambassador of American football. Uh, Will, what's up, man? Hey, Chad, Chris. Pleasure to be on the podcast, guys. Well, yeah, thanks for thanks for being on, man. We're really excited. Um, my experience with you, Will, man, we've known each other for a couple of years now. You guys have a uh, a big All Star event in Miami, which is awesome. Uh, that I've been a part of the last two years, and uh, so thankful to kind of you know extend our our friendship into uh, into a podcast. Now it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's amazing. It's uh, it's crazy how the, the sport of American football connects people and, and allows you to build relationships with people you know you never really imagined. And I think we'll get into that further down the down the line as far as Europe and Mexico. But no, yeah, Chet, um, starting out with the All Star Game, uh, you know, two years ago down in Miami, our first one, and then you coming back this last year, and you know, just from us seeing each other a couple of times in person, I feel like you're one of my good buddies now. So. Happy to be talking with you guys. Yeah, likewise, likewise. So, you know, growing up in, in South Dakota, um, you know, when you think about it, man, I think of South Dakota as there's nothing going on there except a bunch of wildlife and some crazy guys hunting them. Um, so what, what what's it like in South Dakota and what was it like staying there and going to college and all that? Yeah, so, um, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of hunting going on, a lot of pheasant and deer hunting going, up there, going on up there, which... I don't partake in, but, um, you know, South Dakota, I think is ranked like 49th or 48th out of 50 in terms of the, the high school level of football and the competition level. Um, so, you know, regardless of that, you know, football is still, you know, the top sport in the state. Um, and we are starting to produce a lot more division one caliber athletes. Um, you got, um, D- Dallas Goddard, who uh, went to South Dakota State. He's tight end with the Eagles, was drafted. Nate Gary, who's from Sioux Falls, a buddy of mine, um, playing for the Eagles as well. Actually, now Dale Moss, who I'm with down here in Atlanta, um, from Sioux Falls, was with the Bears for several years. And, and now he's um, huge in the uh, football influencing world. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so from South Dakota, um, my only Division One full ride offer was the University of South Dakota. So um, obviously, my family and all my friends, you know, pushed me to accept that. And why not? Uh, I'm debt free now, and I had an incredible time there. So um, 
So yeah, that's South Dakota, I guess, in a nutshell for me. Very cool. Very cool. And and before we get into podium and, and what y'all do there, your first experience overseas with football was your own playing experience, right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, like you said, I was a three-time all-conference receiver at USD, thought I had every chance to make it to the NFL. Um Tried to, tried to make it on my pro day, ran slow, uh, history of, of knee issues, and, and I didn't even get a shot. So very devastating time in my life. Uh, fortunately, you know, I didn't give up there. I, I desperately wanted to keep playing, and, and traveling had been something that had always been on my heart since I was in high school. And um, fortunately, I got a contract in the south of France, right on the Mediterranean Sea, and I couldn't pass it up. So that's where it started. Uh, I then went on to play in Germany with the top team in Europe, the Schreiber's Hall Unicorns. Yes, the Unicorns. Um, and then my last year was in Serbia uh, with the Novi Sad Dukes. So uh, I tell people wholeheartedly that it was the best three years of my entire life, and that's why we ended up starting Podium. And that, that's so cool. And what's you tell people that was the best time of your entire life. What was, you know, outside of football – what what was it? What are you know? What's one key thing or two key things, man? That you, that you took from that experience that um, has impacted your life. Right. So for me, um, you know, when I didn't make the NFL, and you know, because of my my injury history, I, I knew that I wasn't going to progress in terms of you know. Once I went over there, that was it. I wasn't going back to the CFL. I wasn't coming back to the NFL. Um, so for me, you know, football was, you know, just half the experience. The other half was experiencing the world, experiencing different cultures, you know, in France specifically, you know, learning French, um, just taking in all the culture that I possibly could, because being from South Dakota, it's a pretty sheltered, um, closed minded place in a lot of ways. So, um, so yeah, so getting out there, going to see the world, I've been to 28 countries now, most of which I, I traveled while I was playing those three years over there. And, and so, um, yeah, so investing in experience for me, uh, was, was one of the best decisions of my life. That that's very cool, man. Hey, so Will, so, yeah. you know, whenever we get to talk to somebody that, you know, is changing the game and, and maybe not changing it, but just enhancing it. Right. You get a chance to mm-hmm. really take your stuff uh, that you've learned here in the U S and then bring it to over, over to Europe uh, and down to Mexico and, and really extend the knowledge of American football. What's the challenges? Mm-hmm. Be, what's the, what's the key challenges to getting guys to close the gap in between where, you know, where they are currently status-wise compared to where American football is at? Yeah, so a couple things. Um, you know, one, obviously funding, right? So there, there's a huge, huge uh, discrepancy in Europe specifically between the top teams and, and then the lower team. Uh, the, Germany and the GFL1 is the top league in Europe, um, and the top teams in that league have huge budgets, um, you know, north of $1 million, $2 million dollars. And so um, they're able to invest in coaches and they're able to invest in players. And, and for those programs, the future is very bright because with money, you're able to have the resources to really teach players and, and get kids started at a younger age, which leads me to the next point of, of the biggest thing missing internationally is quality coaching, period. 
um, you know, in the past, um, it's kind of changing now, but in the past, you know, players weren't starting to play until they were, you know, over 18 years old in Europe and, and we'll talk about Europe. And, and so, you know, there was really no chance for them to progress and, and do anything with their careers outside of just making it a hobby. Well, now over the last, let's say seven years, um, these programs, now that they have more money, they are invest, investing in youth programs and you're starting to see it. You know, there's five to 10 European players that are getting FBS scholarships every year now. And so, you know, as far as growing the game, the more quality coaching that we can get into the youth level in Europe and Mexico, you're going to just drastically see the level increase internationally. So keying in on, on quality coaching is the big challenge overseas. How can QBIQ help? Um, well, I mean, I think, I think that's pretty simple. I mean, the Q, number one thing that's missing in Europe is quarterbacks. Like, that's, that's, that's not up for argument. Like, it's a fact. And that's because these European teams always import an American quarterback for their senior team. So, of course, the young kids, um, you know, they don't want to just practice quarterback their whole life and then just to be replaced by an American. However, um, um, QBIQ can kind of change that culture of, of, of not having the European quarterback. And the quarterback position is the most difficult, intricate position to play. And if, and if, we can, and if you can get QBIQ implemented to these youth players in Europe, they're going to learn the game at a younger age. They're going to be able to lead their teammates, um, and they're just going to have – a, a, a broader, a, a broader um, sense of what's needed to play the position and to make quick decisions. And so um, I think QBIQ is absolutely needed over there. And if you guys can get it started, I think it's going to really blow up and, and help change that culture of QB, European QB is really kind of being non-existent. Yeah. And I think with, you know, some of the things, the strategic uh, ideas that you and Chet have been coming up with, are going to be key in terms of how we dynamically use each other's network to help grow and close that gap of the coaching, the quarterback position, the wide receivers understanding the route detail, and in QBIQ, illuminating the idea of here's how that defense structurally wants to work. Here's what really works mm. with that grain of that defense. And when you guys get together and, and you and, and Coach Walters figure out what, how do we best do that, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna execute that plan as soon as you guys come up with that. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, the thing is, like, in in countries where the sport isn't as developed, I mean, it it, it is very developed in Germany. Um, you know, it's not in other countries in Europe. It's not as developed. In Mexico, it's it's developed, but the coaching isn't really there at the youth level. In Brazil, it's absolutely not there. The coaching, um, and and so again, like these kids are watching how to play the sport on YouTube and it, it's crazy the things that they pick up. What they're not getting is, is why they're doing these things. Why are you running a slant? Why are you running a, a quick fade against cover two? Why, why, why should a quarterback throw the corner if, if, if a corner is pressed in cover two, right? So like those are the things that are missing that these kids just aren't getting. And if they get it, the game will evolve internationally. And, and like I said, you're going to see a lot more quality players come to the U.S. Oh, uh, that's great. Inner QBIQ. I mean, that's exactly what we're trying to accomplish is uh, growing that knowledge of why. 
of why we're doing particular things and why things work. So, you know, with saying that, I just want everybody to know who we're talking to here. We're talking with Will Powell of the podium, a guy who played uh, football, college football here in the United States, of course, from South Dakota, played at home at University of South Dakota, just racking up numbers over there, almost blew up scoreboards when he was out there playing, and then extending the football <laughs> knowledge, just not here in the U.S., but outside these these country borders into Europe and in, in Mexico. And he has such a broad view of, of understanding what it's like worldwide in the football industry, and he's trying to extend that. So, uh, you know, obviously whenever we get a chance to talk to somebody with with uh, such great understanding of the football world, we're all ears. And, and especially it helps us understand how to better serve our client here at QBIQ Systems. Uh, so, you know, we appreciate any moment we get, especially with somebody like Will Powell from the podium. Just real quick, in, in the middle of this, I want to know, how can guys reach out to you? Do you have social media? Do you have a website? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, our, our website, uh, just you can find us at thepodium.com. And um, if you're, you're a high school player, you can sign up for Podium Preps. And if you're a college or pro player, you just sign up at, at the podium. And um, on social media, it's just at the podium on Instagram and at the podium on Twitter and Facebook as well. Man, so you're yeah, all, you, got, you got all the plugins. It's it's good stuff, man. I say, you know, from the two years working with Will at the All Star Game and everything, um, man, it's it's really cool opportunity that some of these guys are getting. And uh, I would recommend Podium to uh, to anybody out there that wants to play football, whether it's prep, high school, college, international. Man, these guys uh, these guys are doing the work for you. Right. So well, and, and just to get back, yeah, I go was, ahead. So I was, was going to say in regards to the platform, so, you know, Podium is, it's, it's a recruiting platform. So getting back to when my co-founder and I, Marcus Sims, when we did make the NFL in 2013, we didn't know what to do. We didn't know how to contact arena teams, international teams, but yeah, we desperately wanted to play. And so that's the, the problem that we're trying to solve um, with our platform is, you know, players that don't make the NFL. Um, you know, giving them the opportunity to go play in Europe, to go play in the indoor leagues, to go play in Mexico or Brazil. And we've got 17,000 Abington coaches on the platform now. We work with over 400 teams across the world. So our network is huge and it's growing every day. So um, if you want to play internationally, go to the podium and, and we'll get you connected. All right. So I want everybody to hear that. If you want to play internationally, contact the podium. They're, they're the key channel to being able to accomplish that. So it's that time in the segment that I always like to ask a key question, either sure. interesting facts or, or whatnot. And, and, Will, there was a moment in time where – and I, I actually have two key questions. There was a moment in time at University of South Dakota, you actually rushed the ball and you averaged – you only rushed it once and you averaged minus one yard on that carry. What happened? <laughs> Now, don't get me wrong. Now you're an all-conference player three <laughs> times, three years in a row. But this one particular play, what happened? Uh, well, um, I believe it was my junior year, and uh, we were trying to mix up the offense a little bit. So I, I convinced my OC Wes Bashaner to put me in uh, the shotgun as the RB. Um, I got an outside zone, 
And uh, Deanne just came up and smashed me behind the line. <laughs> and, and that was about it. That was, that was the end of my collegiate rushing career. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Short so, and sweet. I, <laughs> one other yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, sure and sweet. You, you had a uh, – not only that, you also had a kick return. Didn't you, mm. you have a kick return that was – it doesn't have any stats for it. Why? Huh, I'm trying to think of when that would have been. I think that was – so the only kick return I can actually remember was me catching an onside kick and then getting smacked and fumbling the ball. So oh, – <laughs> That's why. So, yeah, yeah. So for, for, fortunately, I think they kept the fumble off of my stats, but uh, I guess I just exposed myself there. <laughs> oh, man. Well, just, just you know – we all have those stats. I mean, it would be insane. I played quarterback for a, a lot of years, and obviously I threw my my share of picks. So I've got plenty mm -hmm. of those as well. So, <laughs> again, to all the QBIQ podcast listeners, I mean, you got to understand something. I'm talking to Will Powell from the podium, he's got a history in football of playing, and he's uh, playing football uh, also overseas, and, and he's, he's traveled that journey trying to make his – NFL, um, uh, you know, his workout day to, to uh, transpire, and it didn't go the way he wanted, but football wasn't done. He was able to go over to Europe and, and continue his, his career, and, and he's now the channel for guys to go and play in Europe. So if you want to get uh, and continue your career, and especially, I, I wish I had done it. The thing, I, I got an opportunity, and I didn't take the opportunity to go play in Italy. And I wish I did because mm. I listen to stories like Will's where there's these amazing other countries, beautiful cities and in, in countries that I could have seen. So don't hesitate. Get in touch with the podium and, and figure out a way to channel yourself over to continue your, your, uh, your career in football. Not only that, you'll have a blast playing with, uh, with guys from you know, another country and learning culture. So definitely get in touch with Will Powell at the podium. And um, I want to thank my co-host, Chet Walters. I want to thank Will Powell for being on today. And, hey, when you guys hear this, the podcast has dropped. And we'll see you next time. The next time on QBIQ Podcast, I'm Chris Hickson with QBIQSystem.com. Reach out to us and get to us. Get the system today.